Welcome everyone. This is Amal from Notel. I think you've only got two of us on video. It's uh, Patrick Leiser and myself from the Notel team. And I'm appreciative you guys were able to join. I think we've got like a few hundred RSVPs and I'm sure people are still streaming in, but we got a bunch of people already on. So we may as well get started. Thank you for joining our conversation today about some work from home inspiration from folks that have been doing it for a long time. The, um, the virus is a big deal, and there's a bunch of topics related to that. To us, it feels important to share some of the stuff we know and some of the stuff we're using at Notel. The workplace is center stage on this one. I mean, productivity and fun at, at home is maybe the least of the main issues. When we scheduled today, uh, a bunch of U.S. cities hadn't yet shut down, but it, we're getting into some of the more serious topics that we will also cover. Um, tomorrow around this time, we'll have the second installment and we'll do safety and operations and continuity, a topic that we've been preparing a lot on. And Wednesday, we'll do a conversation with some of our workplace strategists, kind of a new topic. I think the workplace will be different when we're all back into it. Uh, it may be a time to start thinking a little bit about how it'll be different. I think if you pretty obvious things have been circulating through people's minds around more digital and more video and this kind of meeting. There are ways that the hundreds of Notel workspaces we design and manage and some of the other ones that, that are coming online uh, are going to have to be different, but maybe a little forward-looking. And Wednesday will be a time to talk about that uh, with some of our folks who think most deeply on these issues. And uh, even Thursday, we've got something which is I think uh, a conversation that is happening already in boardrooms and among C-suites. And um, we'll tell you what we're seeing. Suddenly workplace is a boardroom issue. It's vivid. There are things that need to be handled. And uh, there are safety productivity questions, but also financial ones, the dimensions of what we're gonna see over the next few months because of the virus, I think, touch everything. Safety of our people is certainly the most important. and. There will be market and economic consequences that people are going to be navigating pretty fast. Uh, I've been talking to lots and lots of CEOs the last few days. I think I've probably spoke to 60 since Thursday, and uh, CEOs are grappling with some difficult choices. Today, though, we've got Patrick Leiser. Patrick, how are you doing? Doing well. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on, Amal. Patrick's a, a key part of our technology team and uh, has been working in technology businesses for years. Well before Notel, we um, at Notel bought 42 Floors, the startup that he was a leader in uh, a couple of years ago, and he's been a huge part of how we work. Notel is a pretty distributed company. We are hundreds of people, but we are in a lot of cities around the world. And some of our folks even work purely remotely. We've got some cities and um, some contributors who don't work near those cities. We have some cities that are quite small, and uh, our methods of collaboration uh, are things that I think the technology community has been developing for a long time, and uh, things that we as Notel have been using. And the topic for us today is when everyone's working from home, and across our portfolio, it's about 80% of the companies we serve uh, are working from home right now, whether it's in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Boston, uh, Toronto, London, Paris, Amsterdam, Berlin, Tokyo, all these places. Uh, and it's different a little bit by country. Japan's only 50% at this point 
work from home and uh, the UK is kind of similar, but places like New York and, and San Francisco are virtually 100%. Um, suddenly everyone's home. And I think there are a couple of families of topics. Uh, one family is uh, how do you get stuff done? Uh, I think there are some really obvious things that a lot of people have already been hearing about. And there are some really interesting things that are worth surfacing. So how do you get stuff done? And maybe the other one is just how do you stay sane? And, you know, we're one day into it or for some of us five days into it, but um, soon we're going to be 10 days into it or 20 days into it. And we'll want to want to learn some interesting strategies and see how we feel about them. Uh, Patrick, what day of uh, lockdown are you on? I think we only officially closed all our offices starting Friday, right? We officially started on Friday. Um, I think I went and grabbed my computer and keyboard and mouse on Thursday uh, evening and kind of brought them here. So it's been only two days. Uh, but at 42 Floors, I was remote for a year and a half um, with another engineer. And then as we grew our sales team, we had the entire sales team was remote. Um, as well as some admin and, and other engineering roles across the across the company. So we had been remote for you know about five years, and then when we first uh, started working with you guys at Notel, you guys had just started in San Francisco. Um, I think there was one property here, so it was very very New York centric company, um, and it was it it's taken a little while for us to like kind of teach everyone. I think at this company, and as the company itself has grown to be. You know, global and spread everywhere, and like you said, you know, remote. Uh, all, a lot of these things have gotten better, but I, I remember at one of my first meetings with some New York folks. Uh, they were like 15 minutes late, and when you're sitting there, you know, in a in a phone booth or whatever in San Francisco, kind of waiting, doing your thumbs. It's a it has to be a little bit of shift of culture, being being respectful and showing up and and that stuff. And it's since then it's mm -hmm. changed a lot, but it was funny in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, being on time. And, and, and just sort of meeting hygiene when you're doing video. I mean, there's a couple things that I think everyone knows about, which is the, the move to collaboration that's more digital. So conference call, video call, um, showing up on time in the right place with the right sound, um, Slack, a shift, I think, to more chat and more streams. Certainly email volume is down, is in my perception. That's quite interesting. I think because we're doing so many more calls and chats than we were a week or 10 days ago. Do you think that's something that other folks are going to be seeing? Uh, I, I hope so. Um, I feel that if you are getting into too many emails, uh, it's a sign to switch to one of these other communications. Um, it's, it's extremely hard to run a project or run a transaction or a deal with everyone involved on email. It quickly gets mm -hmm. chopped up and maybe you accidentally added someone and forgot someone and you wanted to forward this document. Um, there's definitely a time uh, to jump to a video and it's also it can feel organic where it's like, you know, we're sitting here talking and we want to bring in You know a coworker who's gonna have a different perspective. I'll slack them really mm -hmm. quick on the side I'll send them the link and then they can jump in it's it's the same as if you're sitting in the office and you Open up your head and say hey Joe. Can you come and join us? Um, yeah, we, we personally use on the tech team. We use a couple things. Uh, we use slack. We have a room for every single project uh, So we're, if we're building an app. Let's say flow uh, or something like that, it's going to have its own room internal where we're talking about it from an engineering perspective as well as a room for to communicate to the users and things, uh, an internal Notel tool. Um, so mm -hmm. then we have everything for that project uh, you know, live and updated and people can have threads and comments and, and uh, kind of have organic uh, collaboration happening within Slack. 
And some of the interesting ways, uh, I mean, certainly when folks have all these chats, uh, organizing by project or organizing by team is, I think, a basic piece of hygiene. And on video, I think some of the things that we have been seeing our teams do uh, increasingly, like this Brady Bunch mode thing, I think is, is quite interesting. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, if you guys are using Zoom uh, internally or uh, even at Notel, I didn't realize a lot of, a lot of people didn't realize this. Uh, up in the top right or top right, uh, there's speaker view, uh, which just brings up the talking head who's the loudest and the yellow line forms around the box. Or there's a gallery view or Brady Bunch view, which is, you know, the traditional tiles, Hollywood squares, uh, we're all going to be there. If there was nine of us there, form this three by three. Uh, and it's, it's kind of just makes people a lot more present in a meeting. Um, even if people are kind of just listening in, it's a management meeting, just being able to see people's face, it's somewhat holding them accountable, uh, accountable from a, like a productivity, like I want you to pay attention, but also it, it's, you know, empathy back and forth, you're seeing who you're speaking to, it, it creates that like face-to-face -face feeling more real. Um, and then what we, we kind of always like to joke around with when people are first to the Brady Bunch view is uh, trying to do high fives, uh, left or right, or up or down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and another aspect of this like group video hygiene is to really encourage everybody to do video on. Uh, I think even just two, three weeks ago, it was really customary practice around our, our crew that uh, people would dial in. Uh, they'd use the phone or just use the audio and they'd kind of hide behind that placeholder image. And it actually, they're less present and less active and less part of it if they're not in on video. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're sitting there answering. It's, it's actually very comparable to when you're in a real face-to-face -face meeting and you're sitting with your computer open, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and you can you know, hear someone clicking and typing and it's, it's, you know they're not really fully there. So it, it's, it's kind of now it gets to that. Mm -hmm. I would say the, yeah. other, the other thing with video is um, maybe not jumping right into business right away. And I don't, I don't think we do this with like, we're thinking about it, but we more or less kind of shoot the shit for five minutes or, you know, talk, talk about life and stuff a little bit before everyone. And it's kind of as people are showing up, there's a setting on Zoom that you can make it so the meeting will just start. You don't have to wait for the host. So if attendees are kind of getting there before, before the host of the meeting, uh, you can kind of, you know, talk about life, maybe talk about other projects you're working on. And it kind of, it feels more kind of like informal and in that you're with the people rather than we're just sitting down and someone's presenting and here's the slides and let's talk about these slides. Yeah, I mean, that's true for probably voice conference calls as well as video that I think some of the natural meeting rhythms that happen in person as people are assembling that get you some kind of rapport building and get you into the same mindset. You do sort of need to permit some time for that, especially when folks are five minutes late or whatever. You can't just kick into it and have them join late and never really fully participate in the meeting. Yep. Uh, you have, I think, on your uh, protocol uh, that one of our colleagues was sharing, I think is a really smart point. It's don't hide from your home, but like express where you're at. I, yeah, yeah, I'm here in San Francisco. Uh, you can see my lovely wife in the background. She's also work from home. Got the cat right here. Uh, you can't tell we've colored our apartment to match the cat's color palette. So, but it's, you know, this is, this is my place. And uh, Jason, my boss, often has his kids running around. I think I've met his kids through video chat 10 times more than I've ever met them in person. Um, yeah, it's like a unique opportunity to actually learn a lot more about your colleagues and, and perhaps deepen your connection with them. 
what's the weirdest thing you've seen in a, in a video? I guess you've seen BBC man where kids are playing games behind, but have you seen some uh, interesting stuff? Uh, nothing, nothing that really comes to mind. Uh, this morning, uh, my coworker Isla and uh, her fiance Bill are working together and uh, their kitchen chairs apparently are very uncomfortable. And so it's uh, who gets the couch, who gets the, the kitchen back and forth switch. And I've, I've known about this for a little bit and I see Bill in the background walking, carrying a, a rolling chair. It looks like he took from work uh, and brought here for their, for their quarantine. So it's kind of mm -hmm. just funny in the background, you know, seeing people's lives kind of go on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and on like, you know, there, you guys have even been hosting uh, some sort of non-productivity minded uh, get togethers on video as well, right? I mean, I think you have a few different variations of that. You got like the office hours or the social time. We do, yeah. Uh, there's there's two. Uh, social time is, you know, happy hour. We did BYOB. Um, people made their own cocktails or drink water. Or, um, we uh, kind of all hung out. We're in gallery mode, uh, Brady Bunch, and we kind of just you know, talk about life and stuff. I learned that uh, one of my coworkers does a doula on a side. Uh, one of our other coworkers happened to be at the car dealership buying a car. So we got to see her like test drive it and stuff. During it, the call. That's yeah, it. during the call. And I met her, met her grandmother and apparently we're going to all have lasagna next time we get together. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's actually interesting. A lot of uh, social stuff with your colleagues happens at a bar um, or, or something like that. And, and sometimes those places are too loud or sometimes you have team members that don't really enjoy that type of socializing. Um, so mm -hmm. having a little bit of, hey, show up. Let's just see what's going on and talk. And, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was fun. It was organic. Um, now, office hours is a little different. Well, tell uh, me a little more on the social time, though. Like, how do you schedule it? Does it happen spontaneously? Or you literally send, like, an invite to the team, 4 p.m. Friday, I'll be there, whatever. Well, yeah, I, I my uh, colleague might joke that I, I try to turn every meeting into a, a social time. Uh, but this particular one was on a Friday. We did it at 4 uh, Eastern. Um, we had it for 30 minutes and ended up being about an hour and, and a half. Um, just, we, you know, went long and was enjoying talking and had a good conversation. But I think, I think having that, a little bit of structure around, hey, we're about to have unstructured time, uh, makes it okay. Because you, you have something on your calendar and you don't feel guilty that, oh, I'm not, I'm not working for the last hour on a Friday. I mean, right? And so, and then you're actually able to be how you would be in a normal office. I mean, mm -hmm. I've, the last hour of a Friday, I'm sure most people aren't heads down in a spreadsheet. They're thinking about the weekend. They're talking about the weekend with the people around them. And so it gets you that time to, like, talk about, you know, your regular life when you normally would be doing it. And it seems like you, because uh, the one I, I joined, I mean, there's some kind of icebreakery thing going on. It's not just, like, all get in a, in a room and stare at each other. But no. uh, you, you kind of get it rolling. Like, for example, maybe people are making a cocktail while they're there or maybe they're uh, showing up with the recipe they plan to make that that weekend or whatever. Tell me something weird about yourself. Yeah, I, I think there's a good way of doing like a standard question um, or like around holiday holidays, around birthdays. What did you ask for uh, for your birthday or where are you going on holiday and, and things like that. You can go kind of one by one if you have a smaller team or just let conversations go out of there. Um, but mm -hmm. as a manager, um, being able to have that fun one. My like go to on like quick project starts um, are you know what's your favorite ice cream flavor, and then it'll be something about what's going on in the news or something or or something like that just just to get people to start talking not about work before we're about to like mm -hmm. jump in in the heads and like 
it probably feels organic to everyone that's involved, but I'm thinking like, this is how I get people's like juices flowing and their brains flowing. And like, I don't want us to be midway on a project and someone hasn't spoken up because they think something's wrong because they're not comfortable talking in front of everyone in this format. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually I've noticed, I mean, at this point our offices are all closed and we are literally uh, out of the office, but even as we were legging into it these last couple of weeks, it, it was a pretty effective way to link together the handful of folks that were in offices with the folks who were home. All our conference rooms around the world have uh, big video screens. And, you know, maybe there's two or three people in that room, in the conference room in, in London or in San Francisco. And then there's a, nine other people in from their, their desks at home. And there's a lot of people in our company that, uh, you know, just work in their market and stuff. But I think as we become more and more global, as we share best practices, you might have been a designer who's just, you know, designing New York, but now that client's going to be in Paris. And so we need to share and meet. And so it's, <clears throat> it's touching not just, you know, the, my department where we're, you know, HQ role over everything, but individual market players as well who are, are sharing best practices and having meetings. Either across yeah, the I mean, it's the themes the that make teams work all the time, but being translated to, to some of these other formats. You want to talk about the office hours? Like, how do you do that? You just get in get in yeah, a, so, like a link and you just sit there for two hours? Yeah, we just sit there and look at each other and try to, <laughs> hype, try to do the Brady Bunch high fives. Uh, no, we do office hours for all of our, you know, kind of engineers and then, you know, PMs and stuff that are on these projects. Um, I probably have a, the most scope of what everyone else is doing, but people that are, you know, in the weeds don't really know what the neighbor's doing. And so this is a time, a little bit of show and tell, uh, but a little bit also to check in with everyone and kind of, you know, gut check where you are. Um, this is something that probably is most similar to in a traditional tech org, like a stand-up, uh, where if you're all sitting around in the same area, you literally stand up for 15 minutes and say, what are you working on? What's your blocker? Is this the right direction? And you kind of move forward. Um, because we're not all working in the same you know, office, and we as a team never really have, uh, what we do is we slot all the current projects for 15-minute blocks. And we, we pretty much stick to it. We might add another five if there's a heated debate, but if if there's a debate, we'll bump it to its uh, you know, follow-up meeting later. So everyone gets their 15 minutes. Um, the, everyone kind of presents where they are. If there's a new thing they've developed over the course of the week, they'll do a little bit of a show and tell. If it, but it really is that project's owner or that project's mm -hmm. like main pusher, their time to use however they want. So uh, like a sometimes really fluid place to get coordinated and share information. Yeah, and and like you know, you can ask help at any point throughout the week, but to kind of have everyone eyes, everyone's eyes on it and either confirm your direction or help solve that problem right there mm -hmm. is, is kind of good. There's a, a couple of other tools that you guys have been emphasizing, and one of them put a big smile on my face, uh, Discord. Um, maybe talk about Discord. Like, where did it even come from? How did you guys start using it? What does it do? And, and yeah, how can other so, people use it? So Discord is traditionally thought of as a uh, video game, uh, audio streaming platform. Um, we use it, so our internal tech team back at 42 Floors was always looking for the best kind of audio always on. Um, the way that we've worked is, it takes some getting used to, so don't, you don't have to try this tomorrow, but the way that we've always worked is having audio always on. Um, I, I turned it off for this thing right now, but like normally I have Discord, or we used to do Google Hangouts, or we used to try some other things, and it's always on. And you can mute yourself, or you can stop the audio. So there's no video, out. so you don't have to worry about like you know spilling the coffee on your shirt and looking silly. But yeah. uh, you hear the chatter of like eight or ten people that are all there, and someone's like, "Oh, hey, Patrick, what's up? Where's Ben? I thought he's away from his desk." 
It's that sort of thing. It, it is that it's that thing you hear, you know, people uh, clicking, you hear people kind of just regular office hum of working. Um, and it's that same, it creates this organic thing that I can kind of poke my head up and say, hey, Ben, will you help me on this? Or, hey, Ben, let's talk about this. And it's the same way that if you're sitting in a row of desks, you're all right there and you're all mm -hmm. present and you can bug someone. And, and I can and see you like, might talk in that open channel, like, hey, Ben, talk to me for five minutes and other people tune you out. Or do you like double click on him and then you guys are speaking privately or you speak Yes, so the way, the way that we do it is we're uh, big Star Trek fans. And so we have all of our, we have individual rooms. We have the bridge where everyone hangs out. And then we have the holodeck and the interstellar library and all these other rooms that you can jump into. And so you might say, hey, hey, join me in, join me in the holodeck. Let's, let's work on this and grab Caleb. I don't know where he is. And then we'll all, we'll all kind of jump in and work on something. Um, we actually keep the interstellar library there for if people want quiet heads down times. Uh, That's so, hilarious. So you can yeah. be in an audio chat room where you're supposed to be quiet, but you can yeah. be found. You can be, it's similar. I, I don't know how uh, other companies do it, but like if there's a culture around having your headphones on at work. Mm -hmm. And some companies are very strict. If, if an engineer has their headphones on, you, you don't talk to them. And you won't see someone walk up to them and then go back to their computer and slack them. Um, so this kind of allows that same, that same culture to exist. It's like, I'm mm -hmm. having heads down space over here. You know, you can get me if it's an emergency, but I'm in the library. It's like a managed interruption flow. And I was actually quite pleased and surprised to see one other tool on there. I, I don't think you guys were using it before you joined Notel. It's called Note. Uh, and, you know, uh, a little known secret is that Note was a product we were building before we started building Notel, uh, a product that was about like knowledge, notes, like sticky, persistent coordination. Uh, we found ourselves just with this like amazing business around workspaces and but we what we, we kind of use note a lot inside the company you want to talk about how you guys use it and what its role is in that context yeah uh in at notel note is uh, a way to kind of post uh weekly work and weekly roll-ups as well as having like a sticky and a thread of of bigger issues that's going on um the main company also uses it as you know a management tool and so there might be other things that your company uses where you're like kind of posting things, but if not, this is a great way for remote teams to essentially be like showing what's going on on a weekly flow from individual products and projects, and then also roll up large numbers. Um, so you know our our overall company numbers we use uh, right next to the technology card. That's a summary of what's gone on here, right next to the marketing summary, and so you can essentially see the like work and the ebb and flow of a company. Uh, through note um, it's mm -hmm. it's organized by cards and then columns and people yeah, can which i think is a bit comment. different from because you see a lot of people use google docs i guess for that I, I am on some teams where there's like a google doc where the meeting minutes get posted every whatever time it happens maybe what, what do you think are some differences or advantages to using notes yeah it's it's a you you wouldn't really use a google doc for this because it's kind of so fast-paced and you're you have like so many set summaries and people kind of dropping them in. Uh, a Google Doc is more, we're like working on this concerted project and this like concerted and thing and we want it kind of outlined and structured and, and if I was to delete someone's section or move it around, you know, that would cause mayhem. With a note card, it's like, we're all kind of rolling up. I think of it more similar to, um, I mean like a data warehouse or something where there's bunches of, a bunch of pipes of different information coming in at different formats and that kind of all want to land. Um, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. 
like visual, maybe it's a little more visual and spatial as a metaphor, like you can reorganize things and cards and things like that. Yeah, we do use it a lot, K-N-O-T-E. Um, any other tools that you think uh, we should shout out? I mean, I've always been waiting for like the world of management and marketing and business to get something like a GitHub where engineers just see their real-time flow. And I, I don't yeah. think there's something similar to that. Maybe Node is a little bit like that. Yeah, Node, Node might be the closest thing. Uh, I know there's another, a couple other companies out there trying to do similar things. Um, it's, it is something that like, everyone kind of needs to be, be jumping on. Um, like we use it as a team, but other teams use it within Notel as well as like management. It's, it's one of those things, you know, Google Docs, you're not going in you know, as a CEO or as a leader, you're not going in to like read through everyone's Google's docs. So you need to be able to like have this, this uh, tip of the iceberg view to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about cybersecurity just because I bet that's been overlooked a lot in this whole switch to work from home. I mean, you're at home on your like home Wi-Fi. You may or may not be on a secure network. Like talk to me about what advice we've been giving our colleagues on that. Uh, so all of our internal tools are web apps, uh, so you can log in from anywhere. Um, but a lot of other companies are going to have VPNs, and that's like one of the major things that people are going to be able to test and test those amounts before you are able to go out and have a whole work from home. Um, I would say just overall general safe practices, not logging into unknown Wi-Fi's. Um, you know, if we obviously shouldn't be in coffee shops right now, but you know. Uh, avoiding suspicious, suspicious ones there, making sure you're on uh, secure websites, HTTPS, um, and then just general practices of avoiding email phishing and things like that. There's, there's not going to be company-wide emails sent to reset your password. Um, yeah, you should times be very circumspect yeah. when you get yeah. an email that asks you to type your password. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. Um, it's amazing even during uh, very stable and predictable times uh, how easy it is to fall for that stuff. But, you know, you might almost believe some emails like, you know, because you're getting a lot of communication at this point, hopefully, from your company leaders and technology and other teams. Um, you do need to be careful about uh, things that look like phishing. So what's your prediction, Patrick? Are we going to be more productive in the weeks ahead? Is this, uh, I mean, you know that Isaac Newton invented the calculus when he was on quarantine from a bout of the plague in uh, 1665 at Cambridge. Is this like an opportunity for head to, head down time? Uh, I, I definitely think so. There's, there's a, a theory that's called a maker, um, a maker schedule versus a manager schedule. Um, and a lot of my engineers I consider makers or, you know, uh, people on your teams that are, are heads down work where they need a four hour chunk to really the first hour spent getting into the problem. Um, and then they're actually able to like sit and focus and do work where if you have 30 minute meetings throughout their day in an office, or sometimes if you have people that can just walk up freely to them in an office, it, it breaks that rhythm. And so they were 45% done getting into the project and then they got pulled out and now they have to start over again. Um, so for, for those teams, I, I see like a lot, a lot of potential to be more productive. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are the teams that sit in the interstellar library all day. Um, in terms of managers, there was a, um, the, a lot of what we talked about was for them kind of hygiene, how to keep morale and how to, how to be uh, productive on video calls. Uh, but I also saw a funny joke uh, earlier that we're about to find out which of those meetings could have just been emails. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to learn some practices that help us push uh, potentially wasteful in-person behavior into Slack or Node or, yeah, email announcement or a post on the internal tool. Uh, maybe we come out stronger after all this. I'm optimistic. We've got another one of these tomorrow. It's around this time. We're going to hit send on the specific uh, registration link in a few moments. Uh, that one's going to be about safety, operations, and continuity. I think if you're in charge of a workplace, this is on your mind. And you may have taken a number of important steps. There are more. Uh, we've been planning these for hundreds of companies that we serve around the world. And we'll share where we're at. Um, we'll have our people responsible for that. Uh, with you tomorrow and on Wednesday we'll talk about the future of workplace the workplace is going to change Don't know yet exactly how but we'll share a few of those thoughts and then I, I suppose Thursday is the uh, Is that sort of C-suite board level top management one and uh, there we'll do more uh, macroeconomic and, and financial matters uh, There are some risks and there are some opportunities in all this uh, We will send a new link for each of these upcoming webinars basically just so we can manage the registration count and stuff like that but you'll get an email circulating shortly if you got a confirmation for this one and that's the way you're on it and you're not on the distribution for the email that's about to go out just hit reply to that and my colleague Musa uh, will make sure that you get uh, the right link for the ones that are coming up thank you everybody stay safe wash hands social distancing let's do this thanks